0: Learn how Alina Health is committed to providing you support on your path to better health in this edition of the WellCast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole.
1: Children diagnosed with autism face special challenges, and it's important that parents know how to address these challenges so that they can get early intervention for their children. My guest today is Leanne Mattify. She's the lead pediatric occupational therapist at Alina Courage Kenny Kids. Welcome to the show, Leanne. What challenges do kids with autism face, and how can rehabilitation therapy help them?
0: Well, Melanie, as you know, we have lots of children um, who are diagnosed with autism, The latest figures I've looked at from the CDC um, state that about 1 in 68 kids are diagnosed with autism or autism spectrum disorder. These kids are very smart. About half of them are average intelligence to above-average intelligence. And um, autism uh, is diagnosed in five times as many boys than it is in girls. Uh, A physician will diagnose um, your child with autism by looking at their behavior and what kind of developmental uh, milestones your child has either made or hasn't made. You know, there's no easy blood test for, um, di- for diagnosing autism. Uh, it's a developmental disorder, uh, and the kids on the spectrum have lots of challenges with things like interpreting sensory information, with talking, uh, with social skills, with communicating, with playing, with imitating other kids' playing, with doing their own daily cares and with uh, gross motor skills and fine motor skills.
1: What differences might they have from their brother or sister that their brother or sister would notice and be unsure about?
0: Well, we're all uh, wired differently neurologically, and that's great. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just different. Um, And you would see the child or the sibling with autism processes information a little bit differently. So I'm an occupational therapist or an OT, and I really look at uh, sensory processing and motor skills for kids. So most of us might have a sensory challenge or two that we deal with. You know, maybe you don't like things that are very noisy, so you like things a little quieter. Maybe you don't like wearing socks because of that little line that you can feel in the socks. Or maybe you can't study or do what you need to do if it's too noisy. So kids with... Um, autism, the sensory challenges are just really increased. It's to the point where the noise is so loud that maybe they withdraw or they melt down. Um, other kids have a hard time with fine motor skills. Maybe writing is tough. Maybe things like fastening your zipper or buttoning buttons is really hard. Um, handwriting can be really tough. So maybe I would uh, work with your child to teach them how to keyboard, to do homework assignments or text or email friends. Uh, sometimes when uh, I'll encourage kids to learn to use one of those text-to-speak programs like Dragon Naturally Speaking. I also work with speech therapists, and they really look at things like social and language skills with kids. Maybe one of the things they really work hard on is helping kids stay engaged when they play. Sometimes it's challenging to follow a kid's um, lead in play, even though that's what we're really trying to do. So maybe you work with whatever the kid is really interested in, Um, maybe Thomas the Train, and you try to help the kid play with the train but not just get stuck in some kind of a repetitive um, action like watching the wheels spin and spin. You know, kids learn from play, and if you're just spinning something, you're not going to learn a lot from that. Um, maybe a uh, speech therapist would work with a kid to help them um, understand words that you speak and also help, um, un- help others understand what this child is saying. Um, And if kids can't communicate or can't um, understand what you're saying, sometimes they develop um, behaviors that aren't really undesirable. So instead of the child being able to tell you that, you know, you're bugging them or they want you to go away, they're just going to hit you instead. So that's where they might get in trouble. You need a therapist involved. Uh, Physical therapists also work with kids on the spectrum, and they work a lot on gross motor skills. Some of those things, most of the kids um, on the spectrum can walk, but then they might be a little uncoordinated or a little clumsy or their balance isn't um, quite adequate enough. So things like running, running and kicking a soccer ball, riding a bike, kind of all the things that typical kids do are really hard to do for these kids. So they need a little extra boost or a little extra help from a physical therapist. Um, You know, you think about how complicated playing soccer is. You have to be able to watch the ball. You have to run, you're moving quickly, the ball's moving quickly, you need to run up to the ball, you need to kick it, and you need to kick it to a teammate or kick it between the goal lines so that you can do what you need to do. So those are a lot of the things that an OT, um, a speech therapist, and a physical therapist would work on with um, your child with autism.
1: How early can you start to identify some of the red flags, and what should parents be looking out for so that they can seek early intervention?
0: Well, what we've really learned these last few years is that early intervention um, with kids on the spectrum has really helped them have better outcomes. Most um, parents will tell you that they could tell that there was something different with their child by the child's first birthday. Um, and a lot of the research has shown that you know, physicians can diagnose uh, kids with autism by their second birthday, and their, their diagnosis is reliable, it's valid, it's stable, it doesn't change. And once um, you as a parent understand how your child reacts to the world, you can work with the therapist to help um, develop goals so that you can make your child succeed. Once you see some developmental or behavior issues, you um, would take your child to the doctor. The physician might diagnose your child being on the autism spectrum, and then usually they'd make a referral to therapy. And then as a therapist, i talk to the parents and evaluate the child's strengths and challenges. You know, what kind of things do we need to work on? What kind of goals sound reasonable and realistic so that we can make the child more successful? In therapy, once children um, meet some of these short-term or long-term goals, then we would look at stopping therapy um, and discharging a child. And then they could start therapy again once the parents maybe see a change or there's some kind of a transition that's tough for kids to be able to move through successfully. You know, as an OT, I work with kids on self-regulation. So most kids by about the age of 10 are able to um, self-regulate. They have some coping skills, and they can feel like they know when they need to do something different so they don't have a meltdown. And um, kids on the spectrum, this is a hard thing for them to realize. So maybe that would be when I'd work with a child again. You know, as kids get older, we might look at different things. Maybe um, could they be a successful car driver? Do they want to volunteer? Do they want to get a job? Can we help make some uh, recommendations on how they could be successful with those types of things as they age?
1: So you have to do therapy sometimes at different points as they age. And when they're getting just a little bit older, what would you have to do with them? Things that change, things that change in school, things that change in their family situation, and how do you work with them then?
0: You know, that's right. So as um, when we work with kids, we call um, the therapy episodic. And so that's where we'll work on some goals with a child and the parents. And once they meet those goals, discharge them, and then we'll get involved again. So there's lots of different transition points. Um, in a child's life where we might get involved. So maybe there's a new baby in the family. Maybe the child is starting preschool, or maybe they're going from um, elementary school to junior high, changing schools, having to go to different lockers. Maybe the family's planning a, a a vacation where this child has never flown in a plane before. Maybe the child needs to learn to ride a bike. Or as they get older, you know, they get invited to birthday parties or have sleepovers. Entering high school can be a tough one with kids going through puberty, graduating from high school. You know, at that time, kids might want to start volunteering. They start looking for their first job. You know, all of these little transitions are times when um, therapy might be appropriate to kind of jump in again and then work with um, your child and you as parents to help kind of manage these new things and provide a safe place to practice and, you know, try new ways of doing things.
1: In just the last few minutes, Leanne, give your best tips for family when their children have are somewhere on the autism spectrum. Give your best advice, your best tips for working with these kids and what they can do at home on a daily basis to help their children thrive.
0: Well, it seems like the kids that do the best have a really structured home environment. The parents are great um, using things like picture schedules so the kid knows the child knows what to expect. You know, first we're gonna get up and have breakfast, and then we're gonna brush the teeth. Brush teeth. So maybe there's pictures of having breakfast and brushing teeth. It also helps with transitions from you know one thing to another. Um, another thing at home that's helpful is to have a defined space for the child, so they can go and kind of you know veg out and get away from some of the stressors, but still have it be a safe environment. Sometimes at school. Um, Kids do better if they have a little defined workspace so things aren't so confusing. Maybe we'll use some colored tape and put it on the floor kind of around the child's desk area so they know this is your work area, this is where you need to get your stuff done. Um, As I said before, you know, I can't really stress enough how picture cues are really helpful. You can tell a child what to do, but that's kind of fleeting. If you use a picture schedule, it seems like it just helps them organize their day. If you can figure out, you know, what kind of triggers... um, uh, do children have, you know, especially sensory-wise, that make a meltdown? Maybe the lights are too bright. So can you turn down lights, have natural light, have a child use um, sunglasses? Do noises bother them? Maybe they wear headphones or earplugs or bring them to an area that's more quiet. Um, help the kids kind of work on social scenarios. If they're going to be with a friend, you know, how do you do greetings? So you would, you'd practice that. And then as a parent, just plan for the transitions. And, you know, transitions can be tough for any kid. And so if you can anticipate some of these transitions, you know, get some help if if you think that's something that your child will need. You know, the therapist will help you determine, you know, what would be best for your child. And then remember, you know, love your child. They're fun. Be patient. Be understanding like you would with any of your other children.
1: Thank you so much, Leanne. It's great and very important information. You're listening to the Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.